Hello, this is Douglas Skelton speaking. I'm here in the great outdoors on a, a very sunny May afternoon just to let you know that uh, although uh, Denzel Myrick and myself generally uh, host uh, books or talk to other authors or sometimes to ourselves, um, we, we're not doing it on this occasion. We've handed the reins over to Alex Kane. Uh, who is going to be talking to the wonderful Casey Kelleher. My worry, uh, personally, is that Alex is going to be better than me. Well, let's face it, that bar is not very high. So here we go, handing you over to Alex Kane, talking to Casey Kelleher. episode of Spooks. I'm your host Alex Kane. Today I've taken over from author and regular host Denzel Myrick and his co-host Douglas Skelton to bring you this special episode. Um, both authors are extremely busy at the moment um, taking advantage of lockdown and writing all of their uh, lovely books which are due for release later on this year but um, today is a very special episode because I have a special guest um, today. Her name is Casey Kelleher. I met Casey um, back in 2012 via another Facebook page. Uh, she was one of the first authors that I interacted with on social media back when I was uh, at the very beginning of my writing career. Um, her first book was Rotten to the Core, which was released in September 2011, and it soared in the charts. And she's gone from strength to strength, and she's actually just about to release her 11th book, which is called No Escape, and that comes out on the 2nd of June. So welcome, Casey Kelleher. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Good. And is lockdown treating you well? It's actually it's not treating me too badly at the moment I've just had I'm in the middle of having two weeks off um, waiting for my edits to come back for the next book um, and I'm just enjoying a bit of relaxation a bit of downtime after a very grueling schedule with my deadline on the last book the joys the joys yes. and so you've just handed in uh, the the kind of manuscript for your 12th book is that right I have yep hopefully it's going to be out just before Christmas um, but obviously um, it, it was the first draft that's handed in so it's going to go back and forth between myself and my editor with all the lovely edits to come Oh, the joys, the joys. Do you have a specific um, part of the editing process that you prefer over the overall? I think I actually prefer editing full stop. I think um, I always find the first draft, you know, when you get like a blank page and your first idea for the book, it's really exciting and you've got so much energy for it. And I think about 20,000 words in, I'm kind of really struggling and have to push through. Um, so I always find my first draft is the hardest part of the writing process um, mm. and I love the edits. I feel like, you know, you've got somebody else on board with a bit of guidance. You've got something already there that you can mould. Um, so edits, I can fly through. <laughs> That's the complete opposite to me. I am not <laughs> a fan of, I've never been a fan of the edit, editing process. I think if I was going to pick a specific part of it, it would be the structural um, edit that I like the most because you can expand or you can kind of um, make specific scenes better or take things yeah. out that don't quite work um, but in terms of the whole process I love a blank page and I just love to, to create so it's, it's funny that how some authors prefer the edits to the to the yeah. kind of 
the whole well, I, I like the planning stage you know like the very early stage when you've got that really fresh idea and you know you've got it, it can go in any direction you know because I always do a very vague idea um I don't kind of plan like some authors like really sort of map out every single scene and every single character um so I like the idea that it can go any way um but yeah I know I do like the edits when I've got something I can actually work with that's good. How do you come up with your ideas, Casey? Do you do you have a a kind of list of specific ideas in your head, and you'll go with one that really kind of takes hold, or do you? What, what's your your kind of? It it really depends. I think a couple of the books that I've had um, have been the ideas have been things that I've picked up from you know a newspaper article or a tv program there'd be something a character or a situation and then it will kind of just churn over in my mind and then you know that that's when you can kind of think of actually there could be a story in that or um but generally for me it's actually not the storyline or the plot it's the actual a character that comes to my mind um Mm. and I'll have this very strong feeling about writing this character's story and then everyone else all the characters around that character's story um but yeah normally for me it's a character that I'll sort of see in my mind's eye and and go from there really great and do you have a a specific um way that you name your characters because I know that um there's a few authors out there who use the the baby book names yeah (laughs) um I've got a few yeah I've got I think I actually use a lot of my family's names you know it's just like first like the, the, the first name for the character so I've got a lot of characters throughout all of my books that can be like distant cousins or uncles you know um but I do sometimes if I get really stuck I would just go on my social media and just somebody will be randomly having a conversation with somebody else not anybody that I would know and then I might use their first name and somebody else's last name because I think you get to the point especially like myself I'm, I'm sure you're the same as well you get so many books down the line that you kind of you need to kind of really pull some characters names from somewhere don't you yeah definitely and I'm always um, wary of using characters multiple characters of the same initial at the beginning I was yes. very aware of that in the in the kind of earlier books that I wrote under uh, my my own name um and my editor was always like you know this character has the same letter as this character and I was like I didn't even realize that I that I'd done that <laughs> so now I go through you remember um I think E which is is kind of ironic considering my real name is actually Emma so but I think I had an Elsa and an and, a, and, a, and an Eva and yeah but now I make sure that I, if I've I've actually started putting up um picking um actors yeah. um from Google and having images like on my my planning wall so that I've yeah. got an idea of what they look like um, and I'll make sure that if, if a new character comes in, I'll check the names on those pictures and make sure, like, okay, I've already used a D, I've already used a J, an E, and I'll make sure that I pick a name that's not got a, 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 um, the same initial just to make sure that readers don't get confused. Because I know yeah. that that's something that I can sometimes kind of struggle to follow. Um, if there's lots of characters and maybe there's one or two that have got the same initial, I think I can't remember who that is. So I try not to do that. Um so that's quite interesting. No, yeah, I think I've been guilty of that actually. I think um, I've I've become aware over all of the novels that I've done that I always go for a name. Well, quite often with the letter J, and it's just really strange when you say that as well. That obviously you know it's quite a common thing, isn't it? You're drawn to kind of like a a particular name or a particular letter. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Interesting. Or if you're 
writing another, you know, at the moment I've, I'm writing the fifth book in my contract and a name will just, I'll be drawn to a specific name and, and I'll, I'll look at it and I'll think, no, I used that two books ago and I used that <laughs> ago and I need to change that up. It's, it's funny how specific names or initials will just kind of stand out. Do you have a, <clears throat> a say in your titles? Or I know that you've, you're with Bookature and that you've previously been with Thomas and Mercer and you've self-published some books, but with the traditionally published kind of route, do you have a, a say in your titles? Um, I, I always hand it in with a working title um, and I think I've paid more attention to you know changing the working title as I've gone on to fit the story better um, so with uh, No Escape um, that's coming out next week I actually handed it in as No Escape and they really liked it um, and the next book which I can't reveal the title yet <laughs> um, I also yeah. handed it in with the working title which they've gone with um, just because it really fits with the story and the actual series itself um, but generally, I think most of the other Bookature books, um, I think Bad Blood as well with Thomas Mercer, I think that the publishers came up with them and they worked, they they did work perfectly. So That's good. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your new book that's coming out next week, No Escape? Yeah, um, I've gone back to my, because I've just, obviously in January, I bought, bought out mine, which was a psychological thriller. Um, so this uh, No Escape next week is going back to Gritlet. Um, so we're following a, a DC Lucy Murphy. And she, um, when she was a child, she witnessed a very uh, brutal murder um, of somebody close to her. Um, and she basically grew up to become a police officer um, and she has to go back to the Griffin estate. Um, she's got a lot of demons there and she's just basically um, ends up look, ends up trying to protect uh, some vulnerable residents from the estate. Um, she gets drawn into quite a murky, dark world. There's lots of nasty characters in there that we all love to hate. <laughs> um, and there's some really lovely characters in there as well because um, obviously you've got you know kind of London estate life so you've got some real different diverse characters in there yeah and do you do you have a specific um because I know that this is the beginning of a new series is that correct yeah? it is yeah so you've had um two series before this am I right um I've just had just the one which was the uh the burn trilogy which was about the burn family and is that is that has that been left open for a for another yeah, I, I think, to be fair, most of my books, I mean, even if they're a, a trilogy or a series, I do kind of leave them on a cliffhanger because obviously you want the reader to want to know what happens next. Um, but I think really looking at most of my books, you could you could you could do a, a series for all of them. Um, I've left the trilogy where it is and I know that it's open ended. You know, the story could go on and on and on. Um, but I think sometimes as an author, you you do have to just walk away. You know, you're telling part of their story. You're not telling all of their story. Yeah, um, so it kind of leaves. I mean, I do get a lot of messages saying, please let me know what happened to this character. And did she ever go back with him or did this ever? Yeah. And you just kind of think it, it's going to be never ending. You're going to be writing about the same characters forever otherwise, aren't you? Yeah, so, yeah. So always leave it a satisfying ending. But also there could be more, you know? Yeah. Of course, you have to kind of, because I know that with my most recent release, it's a standalone psychological thriller and I've had people asking if there will be a sequel mm -hmm. and I never actually thought about it before, um, but it's quite nice to know that some of the 
the characters in there have a story that could could follow on from that. So that's yeah. something that I'm potentially kind of looking at. Um, but yeah, I, I understand what you mean, and I know that you. So you've got your your burn series, and you've got this new one that's that's coming out, and you've written mm-hmm. some standalones as well. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Do you have a preference of standalone or or series? I I think I prefer standalones uh, purely because I love the new characters, the new um, sort of creative. You know, where you can just go anywhere with it. I think when you've got a set of characters and you're bringing them from book to book to book, I know it works really well for. a for a lot of authors but I just like to have a bit of a, a blank page and a fresh lot of characters um, and I think the really good thing with this new series is I am keeping them it is a series obviously because we follow DC Lucy Murphy all the way through she's obviously the main character um, but she's going to be coming up against a lot of different people a lot of different situations and I want my readers to be able to pick up the book and not have to necessarily read the entire series you know each book can be read as a standalone in its own right um, but I think it's good to have, you know, just, just I don't know, I suppose it's just a, a fresh storyline, fresh characters, and it keeps it really good for me as well, because I really enjoy the writing process then. Yeah, and creating new characters and, yeah. and, and new stories to follow. I, I, mm-hmm. Like you were saying, in the beginning process and planning of a of a book is, is, is really exciting. Um, I never used to plan at all. I didn't used to when I was writing in my earlier books, I just used to literally just start a new page and just start writing. But as I've gone on and working with um, Keshni at Hera Books, who I know you worked with at Book yeah. Tour, um, yeah. she's such a wonderful editor she and she's is. just got such an eye for detail. I've learned a lot from her. So I now mm-hmm. have a, a planning board and a planning wall, which is where I get, came up with the idea of printing off pictures of, of, of people that I thought whose faces would fit my characters the best. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I quite like the, the beginning stages of, of a, a book so I think for me I, I actually prefer uh, writing um, standalones and, and, I, and I, I will, I'll, read a, I'll read a series but I would more likely go for a standalone purely just out of, of preference for me that's just kind of like to have a, a brand new set of characters to go to after the last book the only yeah. thing I will say is I have become um, quite obsessed with Angela Marsden's and yes. the D.I. Kemstone books have you read yeah them? I have I've started reading them I, w- I was really late to the the party with that one me too um, I've I just her her humor throughout the books I, yeah. I just love the characters I think the storylines are great and they're quite sort of dark and you know the, the actual crimes as well um but yeah, yeah she uh, her writing is fantastic I mean you can see yeah. why she's doing so well and she's yeah just happens to be a super lovely lady as well yeah she's lovely she's very supportive of, of very, everybody on yeah. social media and I've yeah. um so in terms of like series I I don't tend to go for them very often, but I thought, you know, people are raving about these. I'm going to give them a go. And I read the first one and I was just instantly hooked. Yeah. Um, books don't normally make me cry. But yes. the last Angela <laughs> Marsons that I read, um, I won't give anything away for anybody who's listening that's not read them, but mm-hmm. um, there is a scene with a dog and I oh, and, and, it, and it was it, it was it's not it's not awful for anybody yeah. who's listening mm-hmm. um it, it just it was lovely and it actually reduced me to tears and I told oh. her and she was like oh that's so nice like a few people <laughs> have said that and I'm like yeah that's never happened to me before so that's when you know you've got a good writer when you've got a good writer and you've got a really good book that you've been reduced to tears you know and your husband's kind of looking at you thinking what on earth have I done yeah. but no it's, it's not you it's the book so. so have you been have you been um reading a lot during lockdown have you been 
been reading. Yeah. I know that you you're into psychological thrillers. Yeah, I I mean I, I read every single night. Um, it's just my way of switching my brain off. I think I don't, I could never just lay down in bed and go to sleep. I have to kind of just completely switch off from my brain. Um, and the best way I've always done is is reading. Um, so yeah, I've been reading. Um, the one I'm reading at the moment is He Started It by Samantha Downing. Okay. Um, she did My Lovely Wife, um, which was one of my top reads last year. Um, it was just a brilliant, very different, uh, dark psych thriller. Um, and this one, again, is very, very different, um, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I've got um, Our Little Cruelties by Liz Nugent, um, okay. which is my next one that I've lined up already. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always got a book on the go. Yeah. I mean, I would like I, I would like to say that I can I, that I read a lot, but I don't read as much as I probably could if I wasn't writing. And obviously, I don't have an excuse right now. Because <laughs> um, but this year, I have surpassed my. I usually set a good reads goal um, for myself, and usually I'll set maybe about eight to ten books for the year, which sounds pathetic. <laughs> you know, that's not an awful lot. That's not even one a month. But I've surpassed my goal this year because I've read so much since oh. we went into lockdown. Yeah. Um and I've what have I read? I'm I'm looking at my bookcase here and I'm trying to work out what I've read. I've read um three Angela Marsons yeah. and I've read um Lisa Jewell watching oh, you. She's one of my oh. favourites. I honestly have never flown through a book so quickly yeah. in my life. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, and you know what? It feels like I read it that long ago now because it's been quite a few. It's quite a few books back yeah. so compared to the one I'm on now. And I, I, do you know that way you just think you can't really remember specifics of a story, but you just mm-hmm. know that it gripped you so much. I yeah. loved it. I think, um, I think is it funny how you were saying about um, Angela's book making you cry. I think with Lisa's books, I've, I think I've read most of her books now, and I I always buy the, the hardback always on her pub day, yeah. and I save it for a holiday or something like that. Cause it's one of those books that I just I know I'm gonna love it. And yeah. I remember last time we came back from our holiday, and I was just finishing the book on the plane. We hadn't even taken off from the runway; we were delayed. And Dan turns and and looks at me, and I was just sitting there crying my eyes out at the ending of her book. <laughs> but they're you know they're they're quite they're crime and they're dark, but she writes them in such a beautiful way. And I think yeah. you just get so you know attached to the the um, characters, you know. But yeah, I I think she's one of my favourites. Yeah, she that was that's the only one of hers that I've read, but I'm mm. very um, intrigued to read more um, because I just I just remember loving it. I just thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the The Dilemma by B. A. Paris. Have you read that? There, was there one before that? Was there? So there was the first one, which was Behind Closed Doors. That's which, the one I've read. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. That's my favourite book I've ever read. <laughs> I just completely loved it. And then after that, there was The Breakdown and then Bring Me Back, right. which were still good, but I don't know. I, th- I just think, for me, Behind Closed Doors was just phenomenal. And then yeah. The Dilemma came out, which is our most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me cry a wee bit as well. Like, not as much as, as Angela's did, but um, <laughs> it, was really, it was really good. I would, I would recommend that if you've not... Okay. Um, if you've not read it and that's my long list <laughs> yeah I know. I know and I buy I buy more books than I can f- I mean I'll probably oh. never get through the books in my lifetime that I have but I just it's an obsession you just yeah. see books and you think oh that's lovely that, that's a nice cover <laughs> oh that one's come out I'll get that and yeah before you know it you need to buy another bookcase because you've got <laughs> no more space 
Um, what else have I read? The Chain by Adrian McKenzie. Have you read that? Oh, one? I've heard that's fantastic. I've heard that. It really, was, it's very different, isn't it? The um, very different. Bit, yeah, yeah. The um, it's about um, a chain um, of you know your child is kidnapped, and in order for you to get your child back, you have to kidnap another child. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps going and going. It was very, very intense, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. So what are your plans now for the next book? I know that you've obviously just handed in a a, a manuscript for your next one. Do you take a break in between um, waiting on your edits or do you start planning your next book? Um, I think because I obviously I had mine come out at the beginning of the year and then No Escapes coming out next week and then obviously this third one for hopefully just before Christmas. It's been quite a full on sort of 10 months so far. Um, so I'm really pleased that I've just got one book to concentrate on now, the new one, um, you know, getting the edits done. Um, and I'm hoping that by the time I've come to the end of the edits, that's when I'll get my sort of inspiration for the next book. Um, yeah. Because really, I've had three on the go, you know, editing, um, bringing out for publication day, one editing, one writing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy that I'm just working on one at the moment. I can actually just focus on the one. Um, yeah. And in between the edits, have a bit of time off, really. I think it's much needed after having such a busy schedule. Yeah, I, yeah, and do you know as well? I think a sequence because I'm still, I'm still technically working mm-hmm. uh, full time. Uh, I'm not quite full time writing at the moment. Um, I've really taken advantage of lockdown, and I actually wrote my fourth book for Hera uh, in six weeks. I, you, I saw your. I couldn't keep up with you. <laughs> I saw your your word counts, and I was like, oh, I couldn't keep and, up. I was in awe. I just, do you know, I don't even know where that came from. I think I just kind of had it in my head. Like, yeah. it's now or never. I have this time. I shouldn't waste it. And I'm just going to go for it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I loved That's, writing that book. Yeah, I think sometimes you just get it, don't you? And it just, you just get carried away with it. And it just all flows really nicely. Um, I think I've had one book out of 11 <laughs> that have flowed yeah. that quickly. Um, so, yeah, when it happens, definitely just go with it 100%. I don't yeah so I thought you know I've handed that in it's it's handed in mega mega ahead of schedule which they were mm-hmm. really pleased with and I thought you know what while the momentum's still going I'll just go with book five fantastic so you know about I would say about a third of the way through of that as well so every time Boris comes on to say you know updates of lockdown and Nicola Sturgeon comes on you know this is what we're doing now yeah. I'm sitting in the, the corner of the living room praying that it lasts a wee bit longer <laughs> for me, not for everyone else, but just for me. But um, <laughs> nobody else understands it. They're like, no, I'm fed up. I want to go back to work. I want to do this. And I'm like, no, I'd love some more time off so I can yeah. keep writing. I've just had that taste for it now. <laughs> so um, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you some more stuff about books and just general chat. But have you got... Um, specific favourite author other than Lisa Jewell I know we talked about her is there anybody else who you would you know pick up their book on the shelf in the shop and not even bother reading the blurb at the back um I think I'm the same with Liz Nugent as well I think her books are really good she did one a few years ago I don't know if it was her debut um it's called Lying in Wait um and that really stayed with me afterwards it was a really really good book um and every book I've read of hers has been brilliant um, the same with Samantha Downing as well. I think the the two books I've read of hers so far have been brilliant. Um, I think obviously in sort of our genre, Kimberly Chambers, hands down, 
every book yeah. that she's she's brought out has been excellent um but yeah, yeah I just I buy so many books and I think I'm really not fickle because obviously you do have your favorites but you know I I just always find the good in books you know I'm not really one to pick up a book and go oh, I didn't really like it and you know everyone's obviously entitled to their opinions and things but I think there's always something that I'll like about it the storyline a character or the way the writing you know the way they write um so yeah I think I've got yeah. they're all my favorites <laughs> yeah I know it's hard it's hard to pick out one specific isn't it when yeah. there's so many good books in That's the genre it. out there yeah. and you know it's such a you know a, a, it's such a, a a full genre you know there's so many authors uh, of crime and gritlet and psychological thrillers that when you walk into the bookshop or you go onto amazon or whatever you know platform it is that you download from you just there's so much choice and you just there think is. i want them all yeah i don't think i've ever been <laughs> um, in a situation where i've got nothing to read like there's always yeah. something you know big pile <laughs> yeah. i was going to ask you about um so you what was it last year maybe the year before you read um caroline kepnes you oh, and it was yes. oh my god mm. so because you had posted it on your instagram i saw it and i thought i quite fancy this and i read it on holiday last year and then watched the series and i mm-hmm. was i i liked how the book and the series uh, the book yeah the book and the series were the same but different at the same time do you know what i mean mm-hmm. there was similarities mm-hmm. and there were differences and then I read Hidden Bodies on holiday this year and I absolutely it was it was miles ahead of you. It was so good. Oh, and then I, I watched that one yet. <laughs> Honestly, you should I, I highly recommend Hidden Bodies. It was an oh. incredible book. And I was so excited for the series. And I watched the first episode and I switched it off at the end and I said to my friend, she had read it and uh, she had watched the series as well. And I said to her, I'm not convinced I'm going to like this compared Mm -hmm. to the book and she said I've not read the book but the series is incredible it's even better than the first one try it and I I wasn't going to do it and I watched it and I just I actually there was there was parts of the series about one main character that Joe is involved with Mm -hmm. that I thought was better than it was in the book which is mm-hmm. which has never happened to me before. It would never, uh, you know. People will probably be screaming at me listening <laughs> to that. But um, there was a. If, if you ever read it, did you watch the series, the second one? I, you know, I I didn't enjoy the C series as much as I enjoyed the book. Um, yeah. I only read the first book and I only watched the first series, but I I really loved the book. I loved the way you know her writing style I love yeah. the way it came from Joe's kind of point of view um and I wanted to love the show <laughs> but I, I know I love the book <laughs> I think I am very much one of these people who will read the book and love it and will watch mm-hmm. the series or the film and almost treat it like a separate thing yeah. you know they're they're by it's the same story it's inspired by the book but the, but it's its own entity um yeah. and which is usually why I end up always really enjoying it I don't mm-hmm. think there's ever been a series or a, of a book or a film of a book that I've thought it it was awful mm-hmm. um but I, I I would highly recommend you read Hidden Bodies it's honestly one of my favorites <laughs> it was honestly so good and that character Joe I absolutely love how yeah. Yeah, how he how he is and how he um, behaves towards certain people, and I just think he's yeah he's one of my favorite characters. Absolutely love him. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really matter how dark he gets or mm-hmm. how 
horrific his crimes are you just love him even more and yeah. you feel sorry for him. you feel yourself written for him you do so, I think because you're inside you feel like you're inside his head a little bit don't you so you kind of get to see where he's coming from and why he's like that so I think that's what really makes you kind of I don't not sympathize with him but you're you you do don't you, you kind of are rooting for him in a strange way <laughs> yeah definitely I absolutely love it and she's one of I would say she's probably up there with one of my favorite um writers at the moment yeah, she's, she's fantastic. really good I think I saw um just on the on the going back to you know films being as good as the book I think the only two that I've really really thought were excellent because I always think the book is better um but the ones that I thought were really on par with the book are um Gone Girl which I loved um okay. and Room as well by Emma Dunham. I've heard yeah, I've heard yeah. you speak about Room a few times. I've not yeah. read that. It was fantastic because, again, it's from the point of view of the child. I mean, he's, I think he's five years old in the book. So the, the language is very young um, and you're, you're inside his mind and it's just and it's crime. So obviously it's still quite a dark book, but it's coming from this very innocent five-year-old's point of view. Um, but, yeah, it was it was fantastic. And the film was excellent. Oh, I'll need to put that on my to-be-read yeah. list. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, I read a long time ago, um, Mystic River by Dennis Lehane, um, and I watched the film, and it was Sean Penn and Kevin Bacon, and I can't remember the third oh. character's name. That that was incredible. I absolutely loved that. Um, I haven't read any more Dennis Lehane since then, but I do have another one on my mm-hmm. my list. But I would recommend that, even if you just watched the film. The book was phenomenal but it but the, yeah. the film I remember really seeing the film advertised actually yeah it was out oh, quite a long one. time ago now but um the the film really did do the book justice I thoroughly enjoyed it mm-hmm. um so any any um sneak peeks of um no escape are you do you have anything that you have planned to read for us and don't feel pressured into saying yes because if anybody said that to me I would be like no I'm not I'm not going to read that <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything I can read the blurb for you if you yeah. like uh-huh. find yeah, that yeah. Would... yeah okay so when she was just five years old Lucy Murphy witnessed her mother's brutal murder in their home on London's notorious Griffin estate the case was never sold and now a newly qualified police officer Lucy has given her first job she is going back to the Griffin estate she is there to protect the estate's vulnerable residents including Shannon and Kean Winters two kids struggling to deal with their alcoholic mother. 15-year-old Shannon is working every spare hour to keep a roof over their heads, but 13-year-old Kean has fallen under the sway of gang leader Jax Priestley, and now Jax has plans for Shannon too. As Lucy gets to know Kean and Shannon, she becomes determined not to let the two teenagers become Jax's next victim. But time is running out, Jax is out of control, and the gang's violent reprisals are escalating. Can Lucy face down her own demons in time to prevent a tragedy? As a child, she has already witnessed the murder of one innocent person and it will take all her courage and training to stop another. Oh, that sounds so exciting. I'm definitely going to be downloading that <laughs> next week. And that There's comes a... out on the 2nd of June, that's right, yeah. isn't it? So that's yeah, next I can't Tuesday. wait for people to read. I think Lucy obviously is the main character, and then you've got, you know, like I say, a, a few kind of nice ones, a few kind of bad ones that you love to hate in there. Um, there is one character in there. Um, 
I can I can give this away, but um, she's uh, Lucy's nan, Winnie Murphy. She's a little Irish lady, and she's got the best sense of humour. She's sharp as a knife, and I just fell in love with her. You know those characters that you write and you get really attached to. She's yeah. my. One. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's exciting. And you're this. So this is the first in, in a new series. So you're excited to hear uh, what people are going to think about it, and yeah. and for people to hopefully want to come back for more. Yeah. Which, well, I think I've started getting some of the early reviews in because obviously it's been up on uh, NetGalley for the book bloggers and the reviewers. Um, so I've started to get some reviews in and it's just lovely. I mean, some of the reviews are, you know, very detailed. You know, it's lovely that people get so invested in your books and in your writing and they really do give you the most amazing feedback. Um, so it's been really interesting seeing, you know, how, what you know, these characters that are in my head and then how they kind of, people perceive them so yeah it's been uh, it's been great I can't wait to hear what everyone thinks and that comes out on ebook paperback and audio is that right that's right yeah and your your narrator Alison Campbell she is that's her that is is Alison yeah yeah is a really really wonderful narrator she completely draws you in yeah she's she's brilliant she did the um other book of chore books for me and when they said that she was going to be on board for these ones I was so happy because I know that a lot of the reviews mentioned how good she is she's so animated she puts on the most amazing voices um she sent me a few video clips actually of her filming this this one no escape um and she really does go all in you know she's fantastic and she she messages me these funny little messages because she says I do love a Casey Kelleher book you know she's like, I love all the the say the Casey Kelleher sayings and the swearing and <laughs> she gets that, right you know I've seen a video um a, a little clip of her doing a, a a short reading from one of your previous bookature books and um I was just mesmerized and I thought yeah. do you know what I think I if for for people who haven't normally listened to audio, if you if you got a little clip of that, it would make you want to listen to all of your books mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because yeah, she is brilliant. just she just captures it all so so well. Um, so yeah, she's fantastic. So that comes out next week on ebook, audio, and paperback. It all comes out on the same day. You don't have to wait for the paperback at all. Yeah, no, it all comes out second of June. Yeah. Excellent. Well, it was so lovely to speak to you. Thank you for coming on to my first episode of Spooks. Um, Thank you very much for having me. No, not at all. And I will, um, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll catch up soon and maybe we can get you on um, for your next release. That'd be brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, I have been Alex Kane and hopefully next week, or very soon we will have another special guest uh, for you guys. So thanks for listening and we'll see you later. That was Alec Kane talking to Casey Kelleher. Spooks is a Houses of Steel production. <laughs>